Yeah, John, I think you're absolutely right. A lot of people do owe the Moscow Police Department a huge apology. Absolutely, because people don't understand what it takes to do an investigation this no, in depth. Don't. So much was going on behind the scenes, and everybody was speculating, oh, they're dropping the ball, they're shitting this. They're too small a department. They had the FBI and the state police, everyone helping them. And it also showed what good police work is when working together. Absolutely. Yeah, what are they going to do? Blab everything to everybody yeah. and just give, give away all the shit that's going on? Yeah, so we're going to talk about the arrest of Brian Koberger, the uh, the murderer for the Idaho student uh, Alleged case. Alleged murderer. Okay. Um, and we have an awesome beer moment brought to you by Pete. So stick around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, before we go into the arrest and the affidavit. <laughs> Beat all y'all bitches. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, cheers. So before we go into the arrest. Double cheer? <laughs> yeah, triple cheers. And the uh, and the awesome investigation. Let's go ahead and cover our uh, fallen officer moment. What I did is I decided to look at the end of last year and mm-hmm. see how last year ended. Last year ended with uh, 229 uh, officers killed in the line of duty. Oh, man. The very last officer killed in the line of duty was uh, December 29th. Um, Riverside Sheriff's Office in California. Deputy Isaiah Cordero uh, shot and killed while making a traffic stop. Approached a vehicle. Guy just jumped out, <clears throat> started shooting. Um, he left. There was a, 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 a chase. Um, he was shooting at the cops. I mean, just really, really bad. Insane, and, man. And um, they ended up shooting and killing him. The, the 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 shitty thing about this, the thing that will really piss you off, was in 2021, he murdered a police dog and was out on bail for failure to Jesus appear, Christ. awaiting a 25-year sentence. Hey, at least at bail. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, now in Chicago... Well, in, in certain areas of Illinois, if you weren't part of a lawsuit to prevent the Safety Act to go into effect, you have no bail. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a 21-year sentence, and he was out waiting, and he failed to appear to, to a hearing for that. So, yeah, this guy should not have been out, and he murdered one of uh, one of the, the boys in blue. So to all of our fallen officers— we salute you. We salute you. God bless you and your families. And please, 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 please be safe out there, everyone. Please. So, um, just as a background on this case, everybody who is not in a coma, uh, on November 13th of this year, or last year, there was a uh, scumbag who entered an off-campus housing uh, people, six six students lived in this housing, and he uh, went into there and and brutally murdered five uh, students, four. four students, four. four students, and two lived. And we'll go into a really interesting thing about one who lived one or, who lived. Oh well, two of the two residents lived. Yeah. yeah, there was six there. Four got killed. Two lived. Do we want to show a picture <clears throat> of him? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Um, well, no, hold off. Let's let's talk about him in, in a moment let's okay. talk about some background so since november 13th the moscow police department has been working this case and like in the intro everybody was crapping on him about not being productive right. and to one friday they're from, not 
they don't have enough experience to handle a case like this. And yeah, shouldn't they call the sheriff's office or state police or whoever to help? And yeah, and all those agencies were helping. Of course they were. Yeah, and a, and a week ago they made an arrest right. in in this case. So we're gonna we're gonna break down and give you um, some analysis from inside law enforcement and some uh, detective analysis. We've we've all been detectives, so we're gonna um, give you some analysis and and explain what's in the affidavit. The affidavit's out there; you can read it, um, and and. And, and ex well, we're going to explain it. So one thing like, I think we need to explain to people, if they're not familiar with it, a probable cause affidavit is, right? And this was an application for a warrant, essentially. For a yeah, an arrest warrant. To, yeah. For an arrest warrant for a judge to sign an arrest warrant for Mr. Coburn. Um, it's not the entire case. It's bare bones, the little bit that they have, that they have to show to show that there is probable cause to arrest. Yep, Absolutely. Yeah. So before we go into the meat and potatoes, we have a special beer moment from a friend of the show, Pete. He we do. Uh, we do. He he um, reached out and said that he wanted to give us a, a a beer, and it's a surprise. Have no idea what it is, so we're excited about that. And um. <clears throat> I'm not going on camera, but you can hear me. There's a bit of a story. I was driving home the other day, and I went past the uh, the local mart, as you are, and I, and I happened to see this picture on the front window. <laughs> and I thought, this well, is awesome looking. Because as Camille knows, we grew up together. I don't drink, so I know boo about alcohol. Now, I know John is a lager drinker by trade. He yes, totally is. By trade. Yes. Hey, it's getting out there. Yes, people know. <laughs> it's a I love the IPAs. I hate IPAs. <laughs> the only reason that you guys are drinking this tonight, aside from the fact that I gave it to you for free, <laughs> we'll always take free beer. beer. We will always take free beer. Here. I love this. How can you not love a skeleton wearing a flight suit? Yes. So that's why you have your Voodoo Ranger tonight, boys. Drink that, that all right. And uh, that is bad to the bone. I thought, I thought you thought, thought it was Camille. Camille. Oh. So this is Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. It's a hazy Imperial IPA, New Belgium. I guess Voodoo Ranger is the uh, brewer. Holy shit, 9.5% alcohol. All right. wow. Pete knows, Pete knows this well. <laughs> Ranger has some. Woo! Homie. Ooh, smell Ooh. the grapefruit. Holy mm. cow. Yeah, I you can like def that. You, you can definitely uh, taste the grapefruit it, it, it in there. Good. It's, Damn, it's, it's not bad for a uh, for an IPA. It, cheers, Pete! Day, Holy you're cow! You're gonna drink all day. Have, have this in the morning. morning. <laughs> <laughs> you get your fruit. So, Damn, yeah. that's good, man. So I know this is gonna be a, a longer uh, episode. So I'm gonna start us off. I'm gonna give that a seven point two five. Dude, that's the highest IPA rating mm -hmm. you have ever given, period. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to give mine the highest after John. I'm, I'm going to go with a full eight. eight. It's actually, it's a, it's, it's very a drinkable. Beer. Yeah. Man, it's, it's good. So, uh, I'm going, dude, this is like, because I hate IPAs. <laughs> I am going a 9.0. Wow. Nine. A nine. Wow. Look so, at you, man. If you Damn. ever see a skeleton. Wearing his flight suit on a can of beer, pick it up. 
Voodoo Ranger. Juice Force IPA. Man, that's good. So you tell me that all those years hanging out with you for decades has peripherally rubbed off on what is good beer. Yes, yes. It, it exactly. had to have. It had to have because it is amazing. Well, do you uh, pick your football teams by their colors too? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's move on to this affidavit. It's, it's, it's 18 pages long or 19 pages, and there was a blank page in there. It's probably redacted information. And like John said, an affidavit is an arrest warrant affidavit is when you have probable cause to make an arrest on somebody you've worked the case and essentially probable cause is reasonable person would believe that a crime was committed and this person committed that crime and the affidavit shows all of that information put together where the judge can read it and say yes I agree it seems like this guy you have presented me with enough evidence that this crime was committed and this person committed that crime, and therefore I will sign yeah. off on it. Here so, you see yeah. the, the four counts of murder in the first degree right there. And the uh, burglary charge, and I was wondering with John uh, why it wasn't armed burglary, but he said that maybe Idaho doesn't have an armed burglary statute. I, yeah. I don't know what the statutes are there. Right. So. Yeah, so knows? it starts off with the detective showing up um, at the scene of the crime, and lo they're locating the uh, the the victims in different parts of of the three story home. And one of the very first things that they notice is, and you you can p probably pick this up um, the the knife the knife sheath is they find in one of the bedrooms where one of the victims was located a uh, sheath of a knife. It's a uh, belongs to a K bar uh, knife. And it's a, it's a fixed blade, fixed blade sheath knife, and it has um, the uh, on the sheath that's laying on the ground. There's a drop or a, a smear of blood or or whatever, and that later proves to be extremely important in this case. So they're they're going through this case, and they're it's it's a brutal, bloody scene, and they're trying to you know identify any any. Um, uh, evidence they can and then they're also interviewing the witnesses and one of the witnesses and I don't I don't know which one because I don't think they identified they never her identified the other occupants they just gave like, initials NG. yeah yeah um, so we uh, they talked to one of the witnesses and the witness said that she went out into the hallway she sees a, a taller male figure coming out out of the bedroom heading towards to leave where's guys wearing was it a ski mask it was a mask over his nose and mouth yeah so okay probably like like we're all masked up yeah right yeah <laughs> um, but her her id even though he's wearing a mask was actually became somewhat critical in the identification absolutely of yes because all she said he was about 510 not muscular but athletically built right um, so a lot like us. Yes. Um, I'm not 5'10". <laughs> okay. I'm 6'4", just short for my height. Um, but, uh, or for your weight. <laughs> um, he had bushy eyebrows. Bushy eyebrows, right. And that d does show that it does, is important very you know, a lot later. Later on, during the investigation, and it, this became a key part. I got to show it. 
Okay, okay, here he is. We'll show him again in a minute, but I had to show him. Look at them eyebrows. So that, that was her identification. Looks like two caterpillars right. over his eyeballs. Come on. <laughs> right. But then, I mean, from the scene, pretty much the only important thing they got, critical thing from the scene, you know, obviously the the bodies in the scene, and, and they went over with a fine-tooth comb and all right. that stuff, was they found the sheath for this K-bar knife. Right. That had the blood drop on it. Right. And they didn't know at the time if right. it was uh, blood from the victims or from the offender. Right. They were hoping it was from the offender, but, right. you know, the knife that we're showing, like guys, the knife that we're showing in the sheath is not the actual knife and the sheath from the crime scene because we don't have that picture, right. but it was exactly like that one or pretty similar, close to it. similar to that. that it's a K bar. Yeah. 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 So, um, as they're working through their investigation, they're, they're eliminating um, the DoorDash person who made a delivery. They're eliminating ex-boyfriends. They're eliminating the other the, residents. The other residents. They're, they're eliminating the people who, um, the, the guy who fought, who was at the food truck, right. all this stuff. And and understand that this is, this is not just one detective doing everything. This is a whole team. And if it were my investigation, I'd have LT go out and interview this person and John do this. So and, it's and multiple have, facets absolutely. going on they at really the same did time. They have the full resource of the FBI. Oh, absolutely. At their disposal. I mean, this, this murder, these murders were nationwide news and they were not going to hold back anything. No, so, and sky's the limit. Right. And that was, that became critical because you know, the thing that broke this case was that white Hyundai Elantra. Right. So speaking of that, uh, there was a white vehicle picked up in the area, um, leaving the scene of the crime um, right after or about the time when they thought that it probably happened. They were able to narrow down a relatively good time frame by talking right. to witnesses and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So they with with. Almost everybody having ring cameras nowadays, and, and they went and they did what's called an area canvas, a neighborhood canvas. Hey, did you hear anything? Do you, do you have a wing cam wing? Do you have a ring camera? Do, do wing you know? fuzzer done. Wing fuzzer done. <laughs> do you have anything that would help us? So they picked up this a, a white vehicle leaving the area, and then they backed it up, and they saw the white, same white vehicle coming into the area mm -hmm. yep. um and they were able to do some foren forensic well analysis of the vehicle the, the fbi right. ha has a team yep that their job is to identify vehicles via picture which i don't know why they didn't just call lt because he could do that from you know a car four, doing yeah. 90 miles an hour at at <laughs> two o'clock in the morning he used to be able to from 500 <laughs> yards right yeah. but, but now Cars are so similar nowadays, you can't even tell if it's a Mercedes or a Kia. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, good point, John. They, uh, they, they, have, this, they have this team that, you know, if you show them a picture, they can come up with a fairly tight description as to what this vehicle could be. And at first, I think they said it was a 2011 to 2013. Right. And then they expanded the years. And they expanded the 2016. Right. Um, but they knew it was a Hyundai Elantra. Yep. Yeah, it all goes by body design, taillight design, everything right. else. Right. It's usually the only thing that usually in a vehicle over from a year to the next year that changes is the outline of the of the taillights, the headlights, you know, maybe the grill. The basic body design usually stays about the same 
unless they do a complete revamp of everything. Right. right. But, but what these they can do That's what they do is they'll they'll measure the distance in the in the crease from the wheel well. Right. You know, to the body the, line. Yeah, yeah. Body line and yeah. things like that. Or, it's awesome. You know, so they have all the specs and they can figure it out. So they, they identified it as a Hyundai Elantra. Right. So um, back on the cameras, they they were able to find enough video footage of this vehicle and it showed the vehicle heading out of moscow on the highway i forget which it was that goes to uh pullman uh, washington which is only about 10 miles away right, right. Um, towards right. and and the only the big thing in pullman is the um uh the university university of washington in pullman and Washington oh, State oh, University, sorry, sorry. Washington State University in Pullman. And one thing else I, I forgot to mention is they were able to identify that the vehicle only had only had a, a rear license, plate. rear license, Did not have right. a front license, right? And not and every state's different. Like in Florida, we don't require a front license plate, but Idaho does. Correct. Right. But <clears throat> if you buy a car in Florida, many times they don't have a front license plate holder. Right. They might have the holes. Right, but they don't have yeah. a holder. There. No, right. he's yeah, absolutely. But if you buy it in a state that requires front and back tags, yeah, Virginia, you got to have both. Right. They yeah. will have a place to yep. hang front and both tags because that's that is going to be somewhat important. Right. Yep. So they uh, they they tr trace. They were able to video trace this vehicle heading towards Washington, and the first stop would be the uh, what is it? Uh, University? No. Washington, Washington State, State University. Yep. Jeez. And um, we're, we're, we're trying to compact a lot of stuff in this, but one of the big breaks they got is they got with the university police department. Right. And they said, hey, and, and this is like, like I said, it's it's very, it's tentacled out. These investigations are tentacled out. You do this, you do this. And somebody reached out to the, uh, the university police department and says, hey, anybody in your student body. Anybody... On your campus. On your campus who has a parking right, that's pass. The they have the parking. Teachers, to get a students, parking pass, you have employees. To get your description tag, all that good stuff. So they asked them to run, say, just do a do a, a, a database search for a, a Honda Elantra, a white Honda Elantra in this. 2011, 2016. This time frame. And what'd they get, John? Brian Koberger. Brian Koberger. So relatively quick, this is a great, I mean, just a, some really good, solid legwork, shaking the bush. Um, so they started identifying this guy through his tag, and they they, they said, okay, maybe this is our guy. Right. They got... Um, then they got a warrant for a cell phone. Warrants for a cell phone. And, um, and I'm glad this guy was an idiot. Right. So speaking of cell sure phone, make, sure makes your job a lot easier. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so speaking of cell phones, this guy apparently um, he went to the home days the day before or two days before. He, he was there twelve times. Yeah, yeah, um, wow. twelve His times. Cell phone, you know, you're you're constantly being tracked. So if you're carrying your cell phone, yeah. you're being tracked. Yep, yep you okay? are. And he knew this too. You right. are. And, 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 <laughs> did he though? Well, no, yes, did he? he did. He did because <laughs> I just think he's an idiot, you know, and, and it's actually explained in the PC affidavit. Mm -hmm. Okay, a lot of times criminals, when they're doing their recon, they're they're you know scoping the place out. What are you know where I'm going to commit my crime? Right. They'll carry their cell phone with them. Right. But when they go commit the crime, they 
turn off their cell phone, put on airplane mode, or leave it leave behind. It somewhere else. Yeah. 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 So when he was scoping the place out 12 times, did he have his phone on? Yes. Okay. So so law enforcement was able yeah. to So you got to you you have to it, it's another it's another warrant um a court order to get the cell tower for lack of better term you're a pinging. ping yeah. you're pinging you're finding out right, where this right. phone not necessarily the person you can't say the person the phone was at this time and what tower it was really well, oh, what like, service it comes from how did they get from. the the phone number Okay I I forgot that one there, I, there was a stop by the Moscow police. Oh, right. I, I think it was Moscow police. It might have been university police. But they got Koberger's phone number as a result of that traffic stop. Right. Because their traffic citation. Was it this one or was that all No, the, this was later. This, this is, is later. Okay. Yeah. This, this was like months prior to the murder. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. They, they ran them through their database. So, hey, we had a traffic stop with this guy. Which mm-hmm. is why we ask all that information yep. on a traffic stop. Yep, absolutely. Bing. Well, so, so we had his, we awesome. had his phone number. We were able to track it, and you, you have to get an order, and it's, it, it shows what tower the phone is pinging, pinging, triangulating, yep. triangulating. Yep. which, which tower is it using? Yeah. Right. And they were able to show 12 times that Brian Koberger went into that town and, and it doesn't show how close, but it was close enough to show that he right. was, you know, he but, I mean, was, they showed his path yeah. from his, where he was staying in Washington to the, uh, to right around the address and then, and then back and back. Right. Absolutely. And then on the day of the murder, it showed him leaving his home in Pullman, and then it stops recording. And right. it, it will leaving his home towards Moscow. Right. And then it stops recording, stops pinging, stop. So obviously he turned it off. He, yeah. com- he commits the murders. Yeah. Yep. And then on his way back, he turns it back on. Right. Thank God he's an idiot. Like I said. Um, so they they're really honing on in a really really good suspect. Right. Don't candy coat it, Camille. <laughs> Is right. he an idiot? So now so now here's here's the brilliant move. Okay, Pete. Because is they, he an idiot? Oh yeah. <laughs> because, well, the DNA comes back right from the FBI and says we have a sample of suspect number one or or a person who does not belong to the victim. Right. Yes. So we have a DNA sample of. Suspect one. Yes. The owner of the sheath. Or the owner of the blood that was dropped on the sheath that did not belong there. Correct. Yeah. So it was Brian Cober. Or they didn't know it was Brian Cober's DNA. Yet. But now they have all this circumstantial evidence saying, I really think this guy might be part of it. Yeah, totally. So they went old school police work and did a trash pull. Well, where... At his parents' house yeah. in Pennsylvania. So after, like, Do during you want me to show the Vicks, yes, please. We haven't yeah. showed them yet. Yeah, I'm sorry. These show are these are the victims of the uh, this brutal brutal homicide. I'm sure, everybody's seen it all over uh, the yep. news, and we've done a couple of different shows on these, but we just wanted to remind everybody of the life that was taken with these four youngsters. I call them youngsters because I'm 57 years old, but. 157. These beautiful people. I mean, it's... Oh, what a yeah. shame. What a anyway, shame. What Tragedy. A shame. So, uh, from what I understand, he, after he committed these murders, he went... He, he's a... If, if we didn't mention, this guy is a PhD student 
at, at this university. Criminal he, justice. He, he, yeah, in criminal justice and criminology. He must not have done well in his classes. Um, thank yeah, God. He, he, he didn't have you. <laughs> yeah, he did very well in his classes. He was, he was a very good student. Well, they didn't teach him crap. He well. didn't have you as an instructor. <laughs> That's why. So he finished, from what I understand, he finished teaching his classes, and then for Christmas break, he drove with his father, his I father guess it's flew out flew from out. Pennsylvania to yep. Washington. Yep, to, to drive his son back for Christmas break. During that trip, they were stopped by I forget Indiana, which Indiana Indiana Sheriff's Department, and then and this is a picture from the body cam from the uh, from one deputy of trooper officer whoever stopped well, them. He was stopped twice, right, at the direction of the FBI to do what's called a pretextual stop. Right. Final reason to stop them because we want body cam footage of his hands. Oh, okay. So that's what they wanted, and you could see there was some. Yeah, there was a mark on the right, okay. right outside um, forearm of, of his hand. So why don't why don't, why don't you explain what a pretextual stop is? Okay, a pretextual stop is we're stopping you. We being law enforcement is stopping you for a violation of law. It can be the most in insignificant violation Low of law. No blinker fluid? Well, no, because that's not actually a violation <laughs> really? of law. Really? Huh. Yes. But, like, in Florida, you have to put a, a decal on your car, on your license plate. And there's actually a law that says it's supposed to be displayed in the upper right-hand corner. Right. And some people put it in the left or put right. Put it in the left-hand corner. And I normally would only stop someone I would be willing to write a ticket for. Right. I would not be willing to write a ticket for that. But now, the ultimate goal is to. But if I have a, I need to find out something from inside that car. Either I think there's dope in the car or marijuana or. Well, marijuana. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I need to make contact with the occupants of that car for whatever reason. As long as I see a violation of law. Right. And you're not I, stopping for no reason. Right. I have a lawful authority to stop it. Right. So the FBI requested, and they, they probably put it out, you know, hey, we know they're in Indiana on this highway, so please. Uh, find so any goddamn reason, reason you can find probably, to stop them. They're probably they're continuing to track this guy. Right. Yep. Because. They probably got a live ping on his phone. Yeah. That's right. what they got, they which has to be a warrant. It has to be a warrant. found out after the murders he returned to the scene right yeah later why did he do that i think probably because they realized he lost the sheath yeah and he's hoping he could find it wasn't right. it four hours later i think they said uh, um, i think it was I four hours yeah. later he returned to the scene right. yeah. yeah anyway so he was stopped on his way back to pennsylvania where who else he does was... that i'm sorry who else returns to the scene or sticks around at the scene oh, yeah, and watches Arsonist. Arsonist. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. To watch yeah. it. Yeah. To watch it. I'm sorry. Good. So he heads back to, back to Pennsylvania for Christmas. Um, cops are all over him like a bum on a ham sandwich. Detectives <laughs> fly over there. They, they do a surveillance. Um, and they're watching this guy. And they, they need what they need is a sample of his DNA to match the blood drop that was left on the sheath. Right. So they're following him. They're watching him to see if he throws trash out. And I, and I, I read somewhere that he actually was taking trash from his folks trash can and putting it in the neighbor's trash. So when they were doing the trash pull, they would um, get the, the folks trash and the neighbor's trash. 
And you guys ever you you guys ever do trash bowl? Yeah, I did, which is good as long as you can document that you know he was doing that either through video surveillance or just through surveillance that you know the trash is going into the neighbors or you have yeah. a cooperating witness, you know. Yeah, they were they, probably they, watching yeah. it. And also inside the garbage bag yep. is some identification such as a utility bill yep. or something of that Anything. nature. And 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 they also said that he was wearing gloves while doing this. So he's trying to hide shit. He was a clean person. Yeah, okay. Remember, <laughs> he made his parents throw out all the pots and pans yeah, because right. they were they had cooked meat in them. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've driven, I, actually, I, we had a target they were looking for, and when they threw trash out, they waited till the trash truck came. Oh, yeah. So I actually got on a vest, I rode yep. a trash truck, yep. and I slung trash. This is before the... And I, I slung trash, and I had my own separate can. And when I got to that can, right in my and yeah. So sometimes now, you got to be a little tricky. Now, is it, is the burp, the truck yeah, sound is that what that yeah. is? <laughs> now, based on what you're saying, though, Pete, we got to work on his sound effects. I, I don't know how the parents don't know he was involved once he got back. I don't think they knew what happened. How would they know? What? Well, you know, why don't we talk about that in motive? Okay. All right. Yeah. Next show. Yeah. Next show. Next show. That's that's a good that's a good. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's so good they eventually grabbed enough trash and they and see what I was surprised about is that they sent the samples back to Idaho for DNA. I thought they could just upload the DNA sample into the the profile and then do it anywhere in Pennsylvania. Probably. Just so that your chain of custody. Maybe. Yeah. I'm sorry, the 12 year old in me, every time you say Idaho, <laughs> I just, I was like, Utah? I'm not Utaho. I just want to say, I know what we're discussing is a really tragic event, and we're not trying to make light of the situation. Absolutely not. So if you're watching this and you think you're, you know, we're being disrespectful or anything like that, we're not trying to be disrespectful. What's it called? Uh, it's called gallows humor. Gallows, gallows humor. humor. It's a cop so. thing. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So they uh, they they have Good a point. they have a, a a DNA profile from the sheath. They pulled the trash. They developed a DNA profile that was like was 99.98% that the donor of this DNA is the father of. The donor of the DNA sample on the sheet. Right. So as soon as they got that hit back, that's where this affidavit com comes in. You know because if that's the last DNA from the trash. <clears throat> um, it, I, it wasn't in the. No, no. Okay. It, it, I was it, just it, curious. The only thing it said was the surveillance team collected um, trash items to get DNA. Items from okay, the trash. Gotcha. And, and then. But I, could it have been his dad's DNA. No. Because it, it, well, it, it would not have been that exact. It wouldn't have been the father. It would have said, this is the father of. The or the, or the, the, the percentage would have been a lot lower. Right. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, good question. They like I, to know. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, it, they it, like it to know. Not been, it's, this 99.99999% is not familial. It's not relationship. This is, this is the guy. Right. See, and, and when they first started talking about it was familial DNA that they used to identify him before the PC affidavit was released. Right. I think everyone was thinking. Oh, it's ancestry, ancestry, or twenty-three and me, something like that. Right. But no, it was they went and got 
the, yeah, the, the DNA. Yeah, this, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that, and, you know, I mean, now we know how they identified him. And the important thing we got to recognize is people were getting so pissed off at Moscow PD that they don't know what they're doing. They can't handle this case. It's right. too big. They got to give it off to someone else. They were holding a ton of information. As they should have. That they knew. Yep. If any of the, do you think. Good for them. If he had, if Brian Coburger had any clue that they thought he was a suspect, they would have been able to do all that they did. Right. Absolutely not. No, not at all. I mean, you go back, remember we talked about the license plate. Right. Okay. It was right after the murders, he registered his car in Washington. Yep. Okay. Which. So doesn't now, require. <clears throat> correct. But the Hyundai Elantra that was in the video had Pennsylvania tags on it. Okay. Okay. After that murder, he put Washington State tags on there. Right. So even if someone said, yeah, I saw that car. That's a no. different. Right. Different, different tag. tag. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he said, you know, he got mad at his father on the, on the one traffic stop. Because the officer asked him where he was going. Okay, because he's trying to get his car way the hell away from Idaho. As far as you can from the crime. Right, so I'm going back to Pennsylvania. I'm going to end up right. leaving my car here. Yeah. I'm, you know, drop it off in a ditch or somewhere or something Burn like it. that. Okay. The officer asks, where are you guys going? And he says, oh, actually, we're just going out to get some Thai food. <laughs> and Dad said... Well, actually, we're driving from Washington <laughs> to Pennsylvania. Well, yeah. At which point, they say his his facial expression when his father said that is like, like, "Dad, you're giving me up. You just put me at the crime scene. Yeah, or <laughs> in the crime state. Right, right, right crime there. state. So, um, <laughs> they they were able to get the 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 match." Um, um, the DNA. The only reason why DNA is only ninety nine point nine is that twins, identical twins, have the same DNA. Right. If if that wasn't true, then you could just like fingerprints 100%. say this is the guy. Absolutely. So because of that factor, we we say one. It, it, it the chance of it being somebody else is one in ten trillion. Right. So if you're an identical. <laughs> right. So, so if you're an identical twin, hmm. right. <laughs> so they, uh, they so now if if Cobra's dad had an identical twin, they would have had a problem. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I wanted to address something else. When they did a trash pull, you cannot steal somebody's trash unless it is out at the road. Um, if it's still next to the house. Uh, it's it's, it's still got to be in a public yeah, space. Right. It's, it's, it's abandoned property. Once what, it gets to the roadway for pickup. Where anybody can get it. It is then considered abandoned property. Abandoned property. Yep. So yep. They, uh, they put the habeas grabus on this guy. They uh, used a no-knock warrant. Did they? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So no were they worried warrant. that he was going to whack himself or his folks? Well, yeah, and I guess the... Uh, SWAT commander or whatever said, yeah, we use a lot of force to get into that house. Right. <laughs> uh, they had no idea. They, they didn't know what they were going up. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, so I, I'm surprised that the lead, de warm. I'm surprised the lead detective wasn't out there. I would have been out there. Well, directing yeah, the whole thing. But it was a no-knock warrant granted to go in at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Which is like never granted. Isn't that ironic? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that because that, that's about the same time that the the murder happened? So they arrested this guy. They uh, they took him to. My opinion, the first thing they did is they took him to the station for an interview. They probably had the interview right. room all set up, ready to go. And because what happens is if he goes to first appearance, he's got an attorney. Yeah, but chances are he probably lawyered up, but he, he apparently did say one thing. Oh, yeah, he did say. What, what did he say, John? Upon being arrested, he said, was anyone else arrested? For yeah, or was I the only one arrested or, or, on this? Yeah, yeah. That's, that threw me. I was like, what? what? And, and this, that threw them off a little bit, too. People are thinking, is there more to the story or not? But also it gets me thinking... Does he think he's smarter than the police? Of course he does. And that's why I think he gave a statement. I think he, yeah. I think when they brought him back to the station, he gave a statement, but didn't say anything. Yep. But we don't just, know. Right. We don't know yet because the affidavit is just on the arrest. So what's going to happen now is he's, he was extradited back to Idaho and he's going to start going through the, the, the process. They're going to the system. They're going to have an arraignment, uh, probably in the next, within the next month, probably where that's an arraignment is where he pleads guilty or not guilty. And then they're going to have all kinds of pretrial hearings. And eventually if he does not plead guilty, does, I don't know if Idaho has the death penalty or not. They do. Okay. So if he pleads guilty to avoid the death penalty, he will probably have to give an, a, proffer as to what happened hopefully um if not then we might have a trial a trial will be very very interesting and we'll be back to um to cover that trial that would be in season 76 76 because we have just entered season 25 i'm excited about that but on our next show we're going to talk about the motive and we can kind of talk about you know the actual arrest and and what his defense may be and then so on and so forth as, as we move forward with the next show but uh let me, let me give a special shout-out here. Let me just take a break here for just a second. Give a special shout-out to our sponsors because without them, this show would be very hard to um, put on the quality equipment and everything that we have. And as Kristen and Tom Clem Realtors, we really appreciate you guys very much. If you guys are looking to buy or sell a home in the Central Florida area, you want to contact these guys. All their information is below. Um, if you're ready to cash out, Clement Company Property Investments. Uh, the number's right there on the screen. All the information is also below in the uh, stuff, uh, or I'm sorry, in the info below. And a rack above, portable overhead garage storage, www.arackabove.com. Um, my buddy Steve owns this company. He has designed and developed this, this rack to hold up to 2,000 pounds of your junk, not my junk. Not your junk. I don't have a sh- uh, garage. My junk. Your my junk. junk's about two thousand pounds. My <laughs> <you're saying. laughs> in the garage, it goes above overhead. You can park underneath it. You can drive underneath it. You can walk underneath it. It is an amazing product. Please see his link down below and visit his site. And last but not least. Kenny's Grocery, located on 1792 and French Avenue in the big metropolis of Orange City. Orange City. If you guys are looking for a beer, if you can't find it at Kenny's, it's not worth drinking. How about that? <laughs> I love that. 500 um, craft wines and beers at Kenny's. These guys are amazing. Um, we know the owner and his wife personally. They are great folks. Please stop in and get your craft beer. And you know what? The other day I was looking for a protein drink. I went in there and I said, I thought y'all had some. She goes, oh, we did, but we quit buying them, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
She ordered some for me for really? after the gym, and she got them in like in four days. Wow. Yeah, these guys are amazing. If there's a beer that you specifically really like and that you're going to buy, you know, weekly or every other week or whatever, just ask them. They'll and order it for you. Great. Yeah. And the prices are absolutely fantastic. So those are our sponsors. We really appreciate you. Without you, this show would be virtually impossible to do. Thank you. And if you use our sponsors, do us a favor. Just let them know you heard about it from us. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So uh, to wrap this up, uh, LT, what do you think about this investigation? I think that the Moscow PD did an absolutely unbelievable, admirable job. And by keeping their mouth shut. Yeah. And not blabbing and giving away a bunch of information on the news, you know, and all the news and media pressure. They made this thing just as clean as hell. I'm telling you what, man, these guys, I, I, I admire that chief and everybody else mm -hmm. in that department, man. What a great job. I mean, last show we talked about how important a police chief is. And even small towns, it's critical to yep. have a police chief that knows what they're doing. Absolutely. And this chief knew what he was doing yeah, for and, sure and, and his command staff nobody was leaking anything they did a great job and anyone who is criticizing the moscow police department based on what i've seen from this sucks well no they, they need to publicly apologize yeah. to the moscow police absolutely. Department. absolutely and let's start with freaking well okay i won't say it. so um <laughs> back on what both of you guys are saying uh the uh, atlanta child murderers they recovered uh, Wayne Williams was was killing black children in Atlanta just real quick and they were f recovering dog hair and carpet fiber and that got out to the press the very next victim was thrown in the river to get rid of that right so that's right. how that's why it is so very important to keep a lid on all of this yep. especially yep. now with all the media all the social media and everybody just blabbing this was a textbook case i hope it i hope i hope it turns into a movie because i i actually i've printed this affidavit out for my students so, to understand what probable cause is and yeah, if this folks, is going to be a case study for my classroom absolutely and if you folks don't think that these criminals and these psychopaths and all after they commit these crimes are watching the news to see the story and see what's being reported about themselves especially serial killers trust me they are yeah absolutely. they absolutely are so Man, we're gonna wrap this show. up. Great show, guys! Great and show. always remember, at surviving the badge, we still, still got, got your six. six. Absolutely, Voodoo Ranger, baby. Yeah.